you doing today? Uh, I am once again Malky Oriel and welcome you to Remnant Nation Live Podcast. This is, this is pretty much podcast number two. And in the beginning podcasts, I just want to take a few of these sessions and let you know a little bit more about what Remnant Nation Live is and what it's all about. Now, listen, listen, listen. This is not going to be some boring, dead, dry description of what we do, you know. Uh, it's not going to be like that one commercial that you see that sticks in my mind. The numbers from January are the same as the numbers from March and February, but the num No, it's not going to be like that at all. But rather, uh, I, I want to explain to you the reason why this is important and the reason why this should be done. For one, I want you to get to know Remnant Nation Live and how we're different and really what we're about. And not only that, but also the feel, the philosophy, the style, if you will. I want you to know where we're coming from as far as that is concerned as well. Now, uh, I understand that the DNA of this particular podcast is pretty much I'm the <laughs> I'm the uh, major contributor for that. And so that being the case, you know, what you find in my past is what you're going to find in the future of this particular podcast, which means that I've always been one to push the envelope and color outside the lines. But yet at the same time, I've always been the one to connect the dots. Now, what I want to do is in these first few shows, I'm going to be introducing you to the dots. Well, here's <laughs> here's dot number one, right? Here's dot number one. Dot number one is the fact that the Remnant Nation Live, of course, it is a Hebraic uh, platform, right, for, for those who are Hebrew. And one of the major dots for us is that we are... Tanakh only or Torah only. Uh, many times what is considered to be, you hear people say, well, Torah only. Really what they mean is they mean Tanakh only, okay? And I will differentiate between the two. As you know, the Torah, which uh, you perhaps in the, if you're oriented to the Christian Bible, um, as I have been growing up, you understand the Torah to be the first five books, which is from Genesis Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. So from Genesis to Deuteronomy, yeah, you, those are the five books. That's Torah, right? Well, individuals will say, well, we're, we're Torah only. But really what they mean is they mean that they're Tanakh only. Because Tanakh, which is an acronym for Torah, Navi'im, and Ketuvim, they don't mention the Navi'im, which is the writings of the prophets, and the Ketuvim, which are considered to be just the writings, which is where you'd get uh, you'd get Job, you'd get Psalms, Proverbs, and those other writings that are scripture, but yet and still are not from the prophets or are not from uh, dictated, if you will, from uh, the mouth of our Elohim through the mouth and pen of Moses. Or, or Moshe. So <clears throat> that being the case, it really when people say that they're Torah only, really what they're saying is, well, we're Tanakh only. And we are really talking about nothing more than we stick with the Torah, we stick with the prophets, and we stick with the Ketuvim, and that's it. Well, what about, what about the New Testament? Well, let me explain to you uh, my general philosophy as, it regards, as in regards to the New Testament. Uh, it can best be exampled by the findings uh, in the Dead Sea Scrolls, right? In Qumran. 
in the Dead Sea Scrolls in Qumran, there were many copies, uh, more copies of one than perhaps another. But all of the books of the quote-unquote Bible were there, right? All the books of what uh, would be called the Old Testament were there, except for the book of Esther. Why was Esther not there? Well, this is a good question, but it's really a simple question when you think about it. Because that which is holy and that which is holy because it gives you the words of our Elohim. It has to have written therein, and God said, and the Lord said, and this is what the Lord did, God did, right? Now, I, I know that by the time you get to the New Testament, and by the time we get to the Greco-Roman influences within Christendom, you then style, when it says the Lord, even when I say that from a Tanakh perspective, many people think Jesus. Jesus is the Lord, right? Jesus is the Lord. And so when you say, well, the Lord said, well, yeah, you're talking about Jesus. So, yeah, what's wrong with the New Testament? Well, eh, wrong answer. Um, here's, here's the issue. Here's the issue. Uh, it, it's like a child telling the parent, uh, you know, the, the, the child walks up to the parent and says, not only do I, not only am I suspicious, I'm, I'm, I'm critical of your existence. In fact, I don't think that you're any longer valid or that you don't exist anymore, right? And then the child walks away. Well, I mean, the parent, of course, if this was an African-American home, more than likely the child would have been backhanded into next Tuesday. Um, but long story short, I mean, you would look at that and you'd say, well, the nerve of that child, right? The nerve of that child to walk up to his parents and say, I doubt your existence and I doubt your validity and I doubt that you're relevant. Uh, you know, you have no meaning. You don't exist, right? Well, you little punk, if I didn't exist, you, <laughs> right? You wouldn't exist, right? So what do you mean? I'm not valid, right? It's kind of like I had to tell my son. My son was uh, roughly about the age of 12, 13. You know, he was, his hormones were going nuts. And so he felt like he knew everything. And I felt like he knew that he was smart. I said, uh, Eric, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, Eric, that's my son's name. I said, uh, do you think you know more now or do you think you'll know more when you're 50? Oh, he said 50. Oh man, definitely 50. Man, I'm going to know a lot. And I said, Eric, I'm 50. And then it dawned on him. Dang, dad does know more than me. Why don't, why don't I just calm down here? Dad does know more than me. So it, it, it's like, it's like the inability for the New Testament to even stand on the shoulders of the Tanakh and the Old Testament because it, it doesn't. Uh, to stand on the shoulders would be a continuation of the foundation that the original stood on, and the New Testament doesn't do that. Perhaps we'll get into that a little bit later, and I'll tell you why I say that. But the biggest dot for us is that we are Tanakh only. And as I continue to describe to you uh, our, our, our philosophy about the New Testament, our understanding about the New Testament. Let me say this. In the Qumran findings, they found the books of the Old Testament except for the book of Esther. Because it did not have that major caveat of saying, God said, and this is what God did. <clears throat> at best, at best, the New Testament, in my book, my opinion, uh, at best, it has some historical 
yeah, it has some historical value. Um, but other than that, other than that, it, 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 it would be peripheral commentary at best for me, right? <clears throat> well, I know many of you are like, blasphemy, blasphemy, how dare you say that against the New Testament? Well, I'd, I'd say this to you. I'd also say that uh, you're guilty of the same blasphemy because of your attitudes towards the Old Testament. <clears throat> now, there'll be many who say, no, 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 no. We, we honor the New Testament. We value uh, the Old Testament. I mean, hey, we have no problems with the Old Testament. And I would say if you do, and not that this is going to be a rant, uh, a doctrinal rant here, but, but I would just simply want to ask a question. And that would be, if you validate the New Testament by means of what you call the Old what do you do with concepts and truths that it's laid down as being forever, like keeping the feast, which in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul kept the feast and even Yeshua called Jesus kept the feast. But yet the New Testament church says that they don't need to keep the feast because they are really Paulians instead of Christians. And that's a whole nother subject. Okay, but that is a question. Another question would be if you value the Old Testament, as the word of our Elohim, then my question would be, once again, how can you believe that someone could die for your sins when it is plainly written that the soul that sins, it shall die, right? But if a person does that, that is right. If a person is righteous, then they shall live. Even though they may have done wrong, if they do what's right, they shall live. Well, how do you reconcile that, right? How do you reconcile that? Um, that and these are these are huge. I mean, these are huge um, questions and topics to consider. So, how do you deal with that? Right, um, the whole subject of sin and how is it atoned for? Well, some say, well, blood. You know, and once again, they're Paulians instead of Christians. And I find it interesting that not even Yeshua was a Christian, but yet they feel as if you are dishonoring him if you're not a Christian. It's amazing. And all of this, all of this th that I'm mentioning here, it, it flows in the light and in the very character of progressive revelation. Let me just talk to you about progressive revelation, okay? Real quick, I, I, I got to do this sidebar thing because one of the things that you find in Tanakh is that our Elohim hates, absolutely hates and abhors that which we would call today progressive revelation, right? Now, there, now, let me point out, there's a big difference between progressive revelation, right, and perpetual re revelation. Perpetual revelation, let me give you an example of that. Perpetual revelation is like someone reading, and you shall have no other gods before me, right? And then when it comes to every area of their life, they go to that one God and say, you know, our Elohim said we shall have no other gods before him. So when it comes to the area of finances, I'm going to go and I'm going to do what he says for that. When it comes to the area of my health and diet, I'm going to go to what he says for that. And so we, we use the word of our Elohim for all of these different areas of our lives. Now, progressive revelation is like, I know some of you are going to disagree with me, that's okay. But progressive revelation is like, well reading that, yeah, you shall have no other gods before me, but then you turn around and you say, well, um, so-and-so said that this person is God. And, and even though they never said that they were God, well, we believe that they're God. And so now we call them God, right? And was he a man? Yeah. And you're calling him God? Yeah. Even though in the Tanakh, it says that God is not a man. 
And by the way, because he's not a man, he's not going to lie. If that is true eternally, then that would have to be true continually at any given point in history that he was not a man, right? So the issue of it is, well, um, 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 how do you reconcile that, right? How do you reconcile that? And yet say that you value the old. Now, again, again, I believe that it's because of progressive revelation. Well, what do you mean progressive revelation? Okay, let me give you what progressive revelation is. Progressive revelation right says well god said don't eat the fruit but that's only because you know he knew this and he knew that and blah 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 and and you know the story about the serpent and akava or eve you know the story how she took the fruit and she saw her perception was changed and once once progressive revelation was allowed to act as a catalyst of change on her perception, she then saw the reverse of what the truth was. Please note that. She saw the reverse of what the truth was, and then she acted out of that misinformation or that misperception, if you will, and she sinned, right? Well, she she did what our Elohim told her not to do. And this is what progressive revelation does in a nutshell. It it, it, it strings you along and it's a gradual shift in perception. And by the time you're done, you're worshiping a man as God and you're not following the feasts and you're believing that you're going to be raptured away and taken away from a place that's supposed to be your paradise. And I mean, by the time progressive revelation is done you are completely 180 degrees from your from your proper perspective and your proper pursuit and destiny now i know that i have just offended a bunch of people but hey you're listening to this podcast and so this is what we have to say on this podcast consider it right i said that i was going to mention some topics that were interesting and we're going to color outside the lines and we're pushing the envelope well we're definitely doing that so one big dot is that we are Tanakh only, okay? Now, <clears throat> I would, I would uh, even later, we'll talk about different translations of the Bible, and we'll talk about other things, but I want to introduce you uh, to Remnant Nation Live, and therefore, I want to mention some things that are important to what we believe and to what we know. And the first dot that you need to consider for this podcast is that we are Tanakh only. I also call it Torah only, but we are Tanakh only. And there's much more that I could say about this. But again, I don't want to get into a long rant. I just wanted to ask a question and present a few concepts and then go from there. So, we're almost pretty much done for this podcast. I want to thank you for stopping by. Those of you that want to continue with what we're doing, listen, I've got to invite you for an online powwow. And I want you to go to this Hebrew this Hebrew community, right? It's called Brew Book. No, it's not Facebook. It is Brew Book. It's brewbook.live. Right now it's a website. It's being transformed. And even as we speak, uh, we're working on making it an app so that you can just tap an app on your phone. And this is a Hebrew kind of a Facebook, if you will. It's a social platform for Hebrews and for those of us that have Hebrew concepts. It's brand spanking new, right? It's it's newborn as of this week. And so 
we're going to be making tweaks and adjustments and, and making it better and brighter. But for right now, you can take her around for a spin. Join. Go ahead. Go to brewbook.live. That's B-E-R. Not, yeah, B-R-E-W-B-O-O-K dot live. That's B-R-E-W-B-O-O-K dot live. And hop on there, join us, and let us know that you heard the podcast. And I'm on there all throughout the day, periodically. And let's talk, let's chat, let's let's have some conversations. And uh, let's hear what you have to say. Contribute, right? Also, stop by the by the website remnantnation.live that's the word remnant and the word nation together dot live and we'll leave it there for now but thank you very much for joining us and hey we love you Ani Mori Malkia Uriel and Lehi Throat